Welcome. Sorry for that uh, delay. I was, uh, we're, I was <laughs> chatting. I was having, uh, uh, just talking about things. But uh, we're here. We have a packed show for you today. <laughs> yes, Chris, welcome. Uh, <laughs> we have a lot to talk about. We have last week's mock draft. We have news. We have, uh, and then uh, we're going to talk about the rookie quarterbacks and tight ends or, uh, the uh, shitty rookie quarterbacks and tight ends, as I would say. Not not good. Not good. I've seen better, much better than this year. This year gets a thumbs down, thumbs down from me. You know, I'm not going to be like, let me tell you, there are, and, you know, f- be careful of falling into this trap. It happens every year. I'll warn the people at the top of the show, if you listen to nothing else, take this piece of advice. There are certain content creators, certain ones, who are dependent on the hype of the rookie class. They need people to enjoy the rookies in order for people to consume their content. Someone like me, I'm not a rookie analyst, really. That's not my area of expertise, not my primary medium of content. I have no investment in this rookie class being good to support hype around my content. It's not going to help me. So I'm going to tell you the truth, that this rookie class is bad. It's bad. Very bad. We're going to get to... A couple of highlights in the other shows when we do running backs next week, wide receivers two weeks from now. This is not going to be a positive show. Let me tell you. It's going to be a negative show. If, if you're hoping for me to say good things about the quarterbacks and tight ends, you're not going to get it. You're mostly not going to get that. So just buckle up for that. Uh, you know, But I, I will tell you the truth, uh, like I always do, even if it's uh, not what people want to hear. Uh, but anyway... What, what do you think about this year, Ryan? Have you felt that this ha- class has had the same hype as other classes? Or have you felt not so much? Uh, definitely not so much. I, I think I like it more than you do, but I'm not I'm not elevating it to like, you know, the hype of last year, 2020, wow, last year, yeah. 2023, next year. Like mm. it's nowhere it, it's nowhere those classes, but there's still some good players. I mean, Brees Hall could have his own show at this point. Well, <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll have more positivity when we get to running backs. We'll be better. Wide receivers, I think, will be our most positive episode. This episode, not so positive. This episode is going to be bad, <laughs> especially when we get to tight end. It's going to be really bad, <laughs> really bad. <laughs> there's a, there's, uh, a, there's one or two I like, but not yeah, like it's, it's like no... the 2020. Um, 2020 tight end or yeah 2020 tight end class was the bad one right that was the cole Komet highlight highlighted class that was yeah, the bad one there, there's no kyle pitts type layups in no. this class even, even no, Fryermuth layups in this class yeah no. Fryermuth is better than anybody in this class um yeah well <laughs> yes big failure big failure i mean they haven't failed yet so i can't call them failure Lacking that level of specialness. Yeah, we'll talk about that. But they, they, I totally agree. That's exactly what I'm saying. The, the middle of this class is fine, but the specialness, the top, not good. Uh, well, anyway, let's start with a little bit of news we had. So really, there were three pieces of news, one of which is, I mean, I don't even know. what. you have any comment on that first one? Why don't you start with that one? The, the first one? I mean, expect yeah. it. Bruce Arians retiring? I don't – that one – and this nonsense that it was because he wanted to leave Todd Bowles in a better situation. You, you buy Brady that? Came back. It's because yeah, Brady came back. That. We we know that. It's I, I don't even think it's debated at this point. It's in there. We we know it happened. Yeah. Such a coincidence that he retired right after Brady came back. He locked in for the whole offseason. Right? 
Yeah. I'm tired oh. after the coaching carousel is over. So it's uh, Seems obvious. Yeah, it's not. It's not ideal. Sell for a 23-third Devontae Parker season. I like that. Um, leave, all right. leave a video on that. We, we could hop yeah. to that one real quick. I, I mean, barely even talked about that, though. I, I, I didn't even talk about selling Devontae Parker. I, yeah, I did a video on this channel about uh, the Devontae Parker trade. It's it's on here. And I, uh, you know, I felt <laughs> that it wasn't very interesting. You have any for, anything to add? I mean, Bill Belichick has made some very puzzling moves at wide receiver in these yeah. past couple of years. Remember Muhammad Sanu for a second? That was even worse. That one was, was a, that one was really bad. That one was really, really bad. Um, but you know, it it could be worse, right? Like Devontae Parker's not. How did Devontae Parker get traded for less than Amari Cooper? That's what I'm wondering. Now, now they want. Now the Texans want more for Brandon Cooks than they got for Devonte Parker. They want a Maybe second round pick. Yeah. Well, they want the most this offseason. Yeah. They want more I... than what they got for Amari Cooper. The Browns, or not the Browns, the Cowboys got for Amari Cooper, and the more than the Dolphins got for Devonte Parker. They want a second. Seems a little. Yeah. Seems a little high. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if they're gonna get that. Um. But speaking of the Texans, they signed Marlon Mack. How many running backs do they have under contract right now? It seems like a lot. Yeah, Mack, Royce Freeman, Rex Burkhead. Not not that Royce Freeman is anything, but, you know. Yeah, too many. It is what it is. I mean, they're one of those teams where we might talk about more next week in the running backs episode. I think there's still a good chance they add one with decent capital. Yeah. So yeah. Kenneth Walker. Yeah, my, my yeah. point. They're they're in the contention for one of those top three. I think they. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. De- definitely. I mean, is there is there really much more to say? We could just go into the sleeper no. draft right now. Yeah, let's go on to the draft. Can we can we bring it up? Yeah, I need to link it real quick i mean there were some surprise picks in there for sure sleepers i'm in a couple mocks right now it's complete it was completed 12 yeah. team all right yep okay oh. it's loading right now there we go I'm very quiet in the chat today it's a monday yeah every show we do is on monday i know all right, Chrome tab. I'm just getting just getting it to work. There we go. Okay. There we go. Let me pull this down, and we'll talk about it a little bit. I think we fit every round into here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this draft very much reminded me that you know if I put up my rankings and then ask people from my page my Patreon to do the draft. The draft is going to look like a lot of me doing the draft. So I'm not exactly surprised that it turned out the way that it did. What do you think of your team? What, what do you? Let's start with that. What do you think of your team? I wish I would have went quarterback sooner. So you don't like your quarterbacks? I, I don't like my I, – I could live with them. I don't like them, but I could live with them. 
Yeah. I mean, could be worse, right? I mean, Rogers, Tannehill, Mills is not the end of the world. That's not that unusual in a super flex. Not, nah. I feel like that's where you want to pick, though. Snipe Deontay Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, that's true from from me, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey. I, well, I definitely wanted Deontay Johnson. I was kind of pissed that I didn't <laughs> uh, that I didn't get him. Yeah, it's I mean uh, looking at the draft, it, it it goes to form, honestly, like with what I've been seeing in startups. Yeah. Like you have the top six quarterbacks. You got your position players right there. Maybe I was a little early on Kyle Pitts, but uh, with the format, I was okay with it. I mean, and then I've usually seen... it's Watson now. Yeah, like I've seen worse. It, it falls into place pretty well. I mean, I don't see anything you know too out of sorts here. No. Uh, there, <laughs> there's surprisingly less to say about it than I thought there would be. Um, <laughs> honestly, like. <laughs> Chris, uh, Chris, which team were you? I can't tell. He was the team in between me and you. I'm pretty sure. Team seven. Team seven. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. He waited too long at quarterback. It's just Cousins, Winston, and Trubisky. I don't like that. Uh, So I I understand, but you know, could be uh, could be worse, I guess. Yeah. I, I see the comment. I could pull it up here now. Those middle tier QBs are going early. I think I think they do go early in a lot of these. Yeah, that's, that's just how it is now. That's just, that, how, that's it just is how it now. is. When you do a draft like this, that's just how it is. I mean, I think look, looking around at the QB values, I I really love Derek Carr at four hundred eight there. Yeah, that is a pretty good value. Uh, then he, you know, especially he, with Devontae yeah. Adams. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, you got two in the fifth as well, Mac Jones. Like they're kind of they're kind of cap fantasy wise. I feel like. Uh, yeah. I mean, Derek Carr I, is too to an extent, but it's a, it's a higher extent. Well, with Adams, yeah, Devontae Parker doesn't help. Look to uh, Devontae Adams does. Not at all. But yeah, less than I thought we would talk about. I mean, what, what was your favorite pick for your team? Oh, uh, I mean, I don't know. Probably. Taking the 103 in the fourth round, probably. And I like Lamar, but that's not that special. Yeah, probably taking the 103 in the fourth. That's a pick. Yeah, I mean, I, we could talk about who that might be today. Yeah, we can talk about that. Actually, I doubt we're going to talk about who that might be today. This is almost no chance we're talking about. That's nah. going to be. That's not going to be a quarterback. That's almost certainly going to be a running back. I know I know Malik Willis has been getting a lot of flack on the timeline recently. I don't know if you've seen that as much as I have. I don't you know, I don't really pay attention to the timeline anymore. I just uh I pay attention to me and you know, other people are if I you know, if they post something insightful I might comment on it, but that seems to be rare on Twitter these days. So no, I wouldn't say I've been paying much attention to the timeline. His, his accuracy has been a concern. I- I think we could pull down this mock draft right now. Yeah, let's pull it down. There we go. Have to fix that. So, what QB do we have to lead off with? I I think I know which one we, we have to lead off. We have to, we have to lead off with Malik Willis. Sure. So, we'll, we'll start off with landing spot. Then we'll get into the prospect. Where where do you think he goes? 
in the NFL draft. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think there's a good chance he's going to the Lions. Well, I agree. I, 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 I think that's very likely at this point. I think it is too, especially with this is not fantasy related, but the two other prospects that were rumored to go there, Kevon Thibodeau, the defensive lineman from Oregon and Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame have been falling down boards immensely. So I know it really opens up Malik Willis at two. Like there's, I don't see any other options for the lions. Like their O line is very strong. No reason to go Evan Neal or Iki Aquanu or, I mean, you could always take another. You could always take another player at those positions, but I, I really just think that until you have a quarterback that you're working on, you're not really developing your franchise. Now, exactly, Malik Willis is not worth the number two overall pick. It's not even close. But I have a feeling that's what they're actually going to do. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. He has some plus traits, especially for fantasy. Like when you're looking at it. He has the the draft capital that you want. It's well, let's potentially. see. Potentially. Potentially. I mean let's see if he has that. I mean, Bucky Brooks put out a, a mock that didn't have I any know. quarterbacks in the first round. Which I don't buy. I don't I, I don't, don't buy, buy that, that either. I mean you see the Lions trading out of number two. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. If they get an offer they like, yeah. Why not? Fielding calls. Yeah, and if someone trades up, it'll be the Panthers. It'll be the Panthers to take the quarterback that they want, which will probably be Malik Willis, but it could be someone else. Definitely could be someone else, but yeah. yeah I mean, the Panthers are really the only team I see trading up with them. I mean, the pro day tape, the the combine tape for Malik Willis, it, it all looks amazing, but like the game tape is not in the same level, of course. You remember that? throw from the pro day where he almost put in the bucket was that the I pro mean, day or was that the combine i have no idea i don't remember i don't remember that kind of stuff he, he almost put it in a bucket in the corner of the end zone from like 40 to 50 yards out which is incredible but the tape he, he needs to be refined as a passer i i see this argument on the timeline a lot this past week it was him versus trey lance and trey lance as a prospect was trey lance was a much better prospect he was yeah trey lance would be the number one overall pick in this year's class I think there'd be, a, Maybe. I think most of them would be, I think even Zach Wilson. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, Zach Wilson's a better prospect than Malik Willis real life. Anyway, fantasy, maybe not, but fantasy, real life. No. Yeah. No, uh, Malik mean, Willis. I mean the difference. Okay. The thing with Malik Willis is it's like what he's going to be really, I think is Jalen hurts with draft capital. That is the only difference. Actually. I think that's what you're getting. If you think about it, right, that's what Malik Willis is going to be. Someone is going to commit a first-round pick to him, and he's going to be like Jalen Hurts if you weren't worried about Jalen Hurts losing his job because of the draft capital. That's really what Malik Willis is. Really. Comes from a different pedigree, but in terms of a dynasty asset, that's what Malik Willis is. It's pretty plain and simple. Yeah, which is, if if it ends up being that way, we're ecstatic. Well... Yeah, I mean, I, I would be pretty ecstatic. But, you know, I don't know. I, it, we'll see if it ends up being that way. I Look, if he gets he's picked second overall, I mean, he's probably going to be close to the 101 in Superflex Leagues, uh, if not the 101 itself. So, I, uh, 
the rushing upside's there. And that's what we need in fantasy. Can't really pass that accurately. I mean, Jalen Hurts can't pass accurately, and he was QB1. So, I don't know. Yeah. I, I like the comparison. I, I jotted down a list of traits for all of these players. Like, you know, I did a plus, minus, and question mark category. I, I put I put the question mark and minus what you've been talking about. I put the question mark as accuracy, and then the minus is refinement as a passer. So, like, I think we nailed that. Yeah. I mean, he... <laughs> You know, he's not a quarterback that I've done an article on. We'll, we'll get to a couple that I've done different types of articles on. He's not one of them. Uh, so I haven't written about, um, you know, I haven't written about uh, Malik Willis yet. But and I, I don't think I will uh, for DLF. But post-draft, you might. I might. I forget what I've signed up to do post-draft, actually. I don't remember what articles I, I could tell you. But I don't remember what articles I'm actually going to be doing. I, I've signed up for them a while ago. So if I've signed up for something about quarterbacks, I, I have a lot of, I have a couple of divisional articles. Ah, nice. There you go. Yeah, rookies who landed in the best and worst situation. So that could be him if, if he applies, if he's relevant to those categories. And I have divisional winners and losers. So if he happens to fall in the division I signed up for, then I'll write about him. But that's not a guarantee. I don't have a, I'm not doing the quarterbacks article. So. Uh, no, no guarantee that I'm actually there is no quarterback article, but <laughs> I, I'm not doing a, a quarterback specific article. So, or a first round specific article that would uh, discuss Willis specifically. But I do think that for pretty much no matter what, given how poor the other quarterbacks are in this class, they're all bad. They're all bad. And I mean, for real life. Every quarterback in this class is worse than the top five last year. Do you agree with that? I, I agree. Yeah. That's pro yeah. prospects. I think they're worse than the top five last year. And I think that, you know, they all would have been, they would have been competing as crazy as this is to believe they would have been competing in terms of how they are as prospects with Jordan love in the 2020 class behind the other three. The, the three higher ones. Not good. The problem is that quarterbacks are needed every year and quarterbacks are picked every year. So if you're the if you're the one in your class, you're gonna be a top 15 pick, even if you don't deserve it. So I, I do think that I would put a if I'm giving a, a fair grade, you know, I probably would have given last year all five quarterbacks top 10 grades in the NFL draft, just given how I value the quarterback in real life, all five top 10 picks this year. I don't think I'd give any quarterback a top 15 grade Malik Willis. I would give maybe around 20 based on how I value the quarterback 20th overall grade. He's going to go higher than that, but that's actually how good I think he is. I don't think he's very good. He's not, I would not want my NFL team to draft Malik Willis as their quarterback. If that make, can that make it any clearer than that? I think is that, does that make it very clear? Just how I would not want my NFL team to have Jalen Hurts as their quarterback. It it makes Malik Willis as my quarterback on my NFL team, my fantasy team. That's a different question. Yeah. So speaking of fantasy teams, do you think there's any shot that he goes lower than one Oh two in super flex drafts? 
with where no. he's projected to go? No, I don't. Unless wide receiver, forget it. Running back, though, if Kenneth Walker goes in the first round also and goes to a good landing spot, I don't know how that happens. I think that's unlikely, but it's possible he could fall to 103, but he won't fall farther than that. The rushing upside's too much. We saw it with Lamar also being drafted 32nd overall and still hitting. So I think after that, people will remember. I don't think he's going to fall further than 103. The, the rushing upside is just too much. 14 and 13 touchdowns uh, rushing in the final two seasons. It's He's not quite on the level of Lance as a rusher, but he's not far off. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, oh, this, this is a fantastic question. Speaking of how all my friends are all in on Malik as well. Yeah. Um, I don't see it. I don't. I mean, I think they would love to, but I think he's he's way he's way too far up. He's not. They're not gonna be able to get to him. I don't see how they get him. I don't see how they get him either. They'd have to jump at minimum the Panthers at six, probably. Yeah, well, unless the Panthers at six go another way to a different quarterback. That's but, true. Yeah, they'd have to jump in head, ahead of. They'd have to jump into the top ten, and I don't see them doing it. I do see the Steelers taking a quarterback, actually. I do think they take a quarterback if one falls to them. If. Don't get me started. I would love it. I would love it. But I, <laughs> I we'll talk about that on the running back show. Yep. Kind of we'll, we'll get to all that in the running back show. Do you want to go down the list of quarterbacks that I put in order? Do we want to go in projected draft order? I mean, I don't even know what the projected draft order really is. So go, uh, just go down our list. Yeah, we'll go down our list. So we'll we'll go next with Sam Howell, who, you know, I, I think I like more than most. Yeah, do you? I, it, I I definitely like him more than most. I probably I probably definitely like him more than you do. Well, I wrote a whole article about him. Well, not good. Not good. Not good. Not impressed. But what were you impressed with? I didn't see what there was to be impressed with, honestly. Uh, he was fine. Okay. I get it. But just okay. Just okay isn't good enough. You know? NFL doesn't seem to like him. I don't know. Uh, I understand that, but I, I just think th- there's a part of me in my head that I'm like, the drop-off from 2020 to 2021 was him losing all of those pieces. Javante Williams, Michael Carter, Daz Newsome. I know there's more players I'm forgetting, but the flashes yeah. were still Jeremy there Brown. for me. Jeremy yeah, the Brown. Brown as well. The, the flashes were still that. there for me on tape. Like It wasn't as <laughs> consistent as 2020, but, the, you know... I just... It's tough. It's a tough eval. Honestly, he seems like someone who plays to his weapons. He's not actually very good. He's not. He's okay. He's okay. He can make good weapons succeed as they should. He's okay. Not great. He's a, to me, Mac Jones light. Forget the mobility, but think about it that way. Someone who can't, that doesn't add anything but can execute on their weapons. Someone who will, he won't lose you the game, but he won't win it. But take 20% away. 
from what Mac was 20, 30% away from that guy. And that's a lot. You're talking about someone who deserves to be a starter in the NFL versus someone who doesn't. And I think that Mac Jones is above that line and Sam Howell is on the other side of that line. So not for me, not for me. He's just someone who's going to hang around. He'll be fine. He'll have an NFL career. He's not going to fall that. I mean, he's going to be a second. He's going to go in the second round. He has any chance Sam Howell goes in the first, because I think there's almost no chance Sam Howell goes in the first. He just doesn't add anything. Why trade up for him? He's just uninteresting. Uh, I, I think there's a shot, but I, I'm also one of those people that are maybe overestimating quarterbacks a little bit. I'm not overestimating, you know. I'm not even sure he's the fourth best quarterback in this class. He might be the fifth best quarterback in this class at this point. He could be the fifth quarterback taken. So I, I don't know. I'm I'm not interested. I'm not interested. I, if you had to, if you had to project a potential landing spot for Sam Howell, like what what would you? What's your best case scenario? What do you think is likely? If you had to look at it. Okay, so best case scenario would probably be Pittsburgh at twenty. That's not realistic. I don't think that's realistic. I don't think him going twentieth is realistic. I, I think the Is more it? realistic I, it might be. I don't I don't know how the NFL values these guys. It's it's really I hard think, after Malik. I think the best realistic outcome is the 32 to the Lions. I, I think that's the best is actually sneaking into the last pick of the first round. I think that's the best realistic outcome. I don't think he's gonna go before that. I think that's the best outcome of everything. You know, he'll have a chance to sit for a little bit. And then he'll he'll be the starter next year. I think that's the best realistic outcome. See, in my mock draft that I just did recently, I have to redo it. But you're not going to agree with where I put them, but you might agree with the team. I I think I overvalued quarterbacks in the sense that they extend jobs for GMs, especially GMs and coaches, in the most part. Yeah, I put them at eleven in the Commanders. <laughs> that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, that's I think forty-seven to the Commanders is more likely. That's what I, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I think eleven. Are, he's not gonna be picked at eleven. There's there's no way. That's fair. I mean, forty-seven to the Commanders actually makes a lot of sense. If I actually had to, to be honest with you, if I'm looking at the second round, I'm looking at the top of the second round, and thinking, okay, who's gonna take a chance on Sam Howell? What makes sense? Forty and forty-one, Seattle. If they don't pick someone else beforehand, would be a, a good, reasonable choice. Indianapolis at 42, actually. Indianapolis at 42. Long-term successor to Matt Ryan. And then the Commanders at, at 47. Yeah. That's another one. But uh, I, think, I don't think he's going to fall much farther than that. I don't think he gets past the Commanders at 47 overall. I, I can't see him going farther. I think that it, they will take him if he's there. Assuming that they don't, there's not other quarterbacks still there, but I, I don't see him falling much farther than 47. I'm pretty sure he's going to be picked. I mean, there's so many teams, Houston at 37, Giants at 36. You know, I don't see the Giants taking a first round quarterback, but in the second round, I could totally see it. You know, the Seattle, Indianapolis, the Falcons, Washington, and then possibly New Orleans at 48, at 49. It's like about as low as I could go. So. But I do think he'll be a second round pick if I had projected in the second round. I don't, I doubt he's taken in the first, personally. Yeah. And I am not a fan. 
we, we, we disagree a little bit there, but I, I maybe I put a little more emphasis okay. on it's... on 2020 than 2021. Yeah, well, it'll get worse. Don't worry. It'll, my opinion will get worse as we continue. It only gets it. I mean, to be fair, it actually might get a little better. But it, <laughs> I, yeah, I so wouldn't who... I wouldn't count on. I think it gets better next. I'm looking at the list. Who we got next? We got Matt Corral. Okay, the other guy I've actually written an article on. You're uh, you're he, a fan, not not a super fan, but you're a fan. I, I am a fan. Yeah, I, I mean, not really, not really, actually. You, uh, I mean, you're a fan to an extent. Fan, to an extent, I I would still rate him behind all the quarterbacks last year. I, I have Corral. Willis and Pickett as similar real life grades. Real life, they're similar. You know, real life, I don't have much of a preference between the three. The only reason I have it in the order I do, which is Willis Corral Pickett, is because that's runs the most to runs the least. And at least my opinion. You know, you could argue between Corral and Pickett. I I, I liked Corral's mobility actually. It's something I yes. like about him over Howell. Uh, and I did my 2020 article on him, and I was I was kind of surprised actually. He was more accurate than I expected. <laughs> you know, good completion Same. percentage despite being overmatched against SEC competition. Uh, you know, good, pretty good taking care of the ball in his final season. He kind of became a little bit of a a game manager, but you know, and then good rushing totals, eight, eleven touchdowns in the final season. I I kind of like that. That no, he's not. But- He's not Malik Willis as a runner, but he could give you some rushing upside. He's more rushing upside than Joe Burrow did. And people thought that Joe Burrow, what was a plus in the rushing department before he, I mean, before he heard his name, he was, and you know, that happened, but you know, Zach Wilson, people said some similar things I actually compared Matt Corral to Zach Wilson quite often. I thought they had some things in common. Yeah, I can see that. You're you're running down my list of positives here, like really well. I I, I put plus athlete, but he's not the level of Willis or Ritter. So no, he's not. Yeah, he's not on that level. He's, he's still a plus in the in the rushing upside column, though. So, eh, I mean, a plus, n- not really, but you know, not a negative. It's not a negative, but I I didn't want to put it for question mark. The big question mark I have is draft capital. We do not know where Matt Corral is going to go. Yeah, he's the one that seems like you just have no idea. When I wrote my original article, it seemed like he was more popular. Like most people had him in the in the first and in, in, even in the mid first. But now he's definitely fallen. Yeah. As Malik Willis has r- risen. Uh, I don't know. I mean, what hmm. for Corral? I mean. He could go to Carolina at six or Atlanta at eight or Seattle at nine. I, I could see it. I think it's less likely though at this point. I, I think it's less likely too. I, I had him to Seattle at nine, but like I said about the whole quarterback thing, maybe I look too into Pete Carroll and Matt Corral getting buddy buddy at the combine. I don't know if you mm. saw that picture, but I think I did. Yeah. Maybe I bought into that a little too much, but Pete Carroll needs a quarterback to extend his job right now, honestly. Yeah, it's been a disaster in Seattle. I, I could I could see that. Uh, you know, Seattle at nine. I, I I would say it's tough. It's tough because after the if the Commanders at eleven pass on 
corral, then it could be a long time because then it goes Minnesota, Houston, Baltimore. Philly could could pick him, but I don't really see him as very having a lot of upside. I, I do think New Orleans at 18 could be in play, not as a trade-up, but if he falls there. And then Pittsburgh at 20 uh, is another option. I think Pickett will be gone. I'm, yeah. You know, at this point, I'm thinking the NFL is going to see it. Willis, Pickett, Corral. That's kind of what I'm thinking as well. And I think Pickett will be gone at 20. So I think that Corral, you know, I really think by 18 New Orleans, I think Willis and Pickett will be gone. And I think it's really just a question of does New Orleans uh, fire on the quarterback with Corral. And if they don't, then I think it'll be 20 uh, Steelers for Corral. I like Corral as a prospect better than Pickett. I have the whole time. And he's a better fantasy prospect than Pickett. So I'm more in on Corral compared to, you know, maybe the consensus. In some years, I'm not sure he'd be that high of a super flex pick. But (laughs) this class is so weak outside of Brees Hall. Really? Yeah. I'm just not sure there's going to be a wide receiver that has the upside that I want. We'll we'll talk about that in our wide receiver show, but I definitely agree with you there. I mean, there might be. I I might have one or two slip in there, but. My guess is I'm going to have a lot of Matt Corral in Superflex drafts just because I'm going to value the quarterback more than others. And I'm going to end up with a lot of him. But it's interesting to see where I think he could be anywhere from, you know, I think Hall and Willis are pretty locked in as the one two, but I could see Corral being anywhere from the 103. So if he falls really far in a bad landing spot where he's going to sit for multiple years, falling out of the first round of super flex rookie drafts. He has a wide range of outcomes. I think everyone in this draft class has a wide range of outcomes, except for Brees Hall and Malik Willis. Yeah. Well, no, I think that we talked about Howell. I think he has a very wide range of outcomes because he could fall. He could be anywhere from the late first to the mid second. And that's, that's world of difference. Corral, I think has a wide range of outcomes because it's not guaranteed. He goes in the first. Um, And you know, his rushing upside does help, but I also don't think he's very good. So he has a very wide range of outcomes. We're going to get next, you know, when we get to the, there's a couple other players coming up later that I don't think have a wide range of outcomes. Uh, you know, we're going to get to the, yeah, no, the next two, I think don't, don't have a wide range of outcomes at all. Um, here, so let's see. So there's a lot of, I'm not doing as well following along with the chat. Kenneth Walker and Spiller are huge traps. Uh, Spiller, yes, Walker, no. Um, looking at trading away 106, 107, 111, and 23 Yeah, that seems like too much. That seems like too much for seems me. I'll, hefty, I'll but... the, the package you had with the 106. Ritter to Steelers makes sense, perhaps. Well, we haven't talked about Ritter yet. We will, and uh, we'll, we'll see how we feel about that. Um, but I don't hate it. Is there any situation where the quarterback goes in... Oh, this is a good question. Is there yeah, any quarter situation where a quarterback goes in the second round of the NFL draft, but you would still take them in the first round of a Dynasty Superflex draft? The answer to this question is a hard no. Absolutely not. There is no situation where I would ever do it. The hit rates for second round quarterbacks are so bad. So absolutely not. No chance. Never. I can, I'm comfortable answering this with a never in that I will not allow myself to value it this way. It's like as a rule. So never. Is you know, hard. Uh, when this popped up, I had to think about it for a second, but I, I agree with you here. There's going to be, we're going to talk about this at a later show. Of course, there's going to be too many wide receivers with that high round two, low round one capital that you like. And you're going to, it's going to be wide receiver, like 
a hot zone right there at the end of the first round again. Yeah, there's a lot of good wide receivers in this class. No one who excites me, but there's a lot of good wide receivers in this class. I'll take good over a second-round quarterback. That sounds like failure. If you didn't get picked in the first round, you're already big failure to start off. And you're starting off with failure. You're already starting off with a strike. So once you start off with a strike of failure, you only need two more strikes of failure to strike out. And at this point, you know, we don't starting off with the failure is already not where we want to be. So it's, if you notice, it takes me for, takes me forever till you get around to Jalen hurts at all. Right. That took a long time because he wasn't a first round pick. So, you know, I'm just not, it's not first round quarterbacks. Just don't interest me. I'm in one of those leagues uh, from the recovering Ridley shooter. Yes. Uh, I, I wish you good luck on your recovery. Uh, where I'm the only one valuing 23 first over 2022 is so annoying. <laughs> How, well, how is that annoying? I, f- I feel like that's a value. Like, that would be great. You can trade for more of them. I don't see why this Get them all. Yeah, this is not annoying, right? Got to catch them all like Pokemon, you know? Yeah. Get them all. Uh, are, you, uh, are you comfortable with what we said about Matt Corral? Very, yeah. I feel like we mostly agreed on him. Yeah. Seems like. We felt like we were pretty in lockstep. Yeah. I, I feel right. like there's, that's going to happen with a couple of prospects. But... Yeah, let, let's get to the next one. Yeah. I, I guess we're jumping around a little bit here. I, I guess that's how I ordered them on the show sheet. That's all good. Well, we're going to go with Carson Strong next out of Nevada. <laughs> I mean, what does there say about him? I mean, not much. He I mean, sucks. his arm, his, his arm strength. He sucks. We'll go there. You know, like, I will tell you that you are wasting your time talk, thinking about Carson Strong in playing fantasy football. Wasting your time. Negative rushing yards. I, that won't work. I don't want to hear about negative rushing yards. Negative is bad. There's a lot, uh, too. Negative to a lot. lot. Big negative. That means he's getting sacked all the time. Because in college, sack yards count against your rushing yards. In the pros, they count against passing yards. That's how he is negative. Rush so many negative. Big negative number. But I don't want to hear about that. That, that won't work. So he is not even going to be picked in the first two rounds. I, I heard some people saying that he's the best quarterback in this class. That's an opinion. That's an opinion that I've heard. And it's uh, interesting. I'll say that. It's interesting. It's an interesting opinion. And I don't think it's going to be proven correct. I think he's going to be picked on day three. And I think that Carson Strong doesn't deserve any more of my time. I I wrote in about the mobility rushing yards. I also wrote in that he had three knee surgeries already. That is. Well, I, I don't want to hear about that. I mean, that sounds bad. That's why do we want someone who has more knee surgeries? We are at one knee surgery is already a problem. I mean, that's why I downgrade. That's why I don't rank Joe Burrow at the top of the top because he didn't show the ability to run anymore after his injury. And, you know, that's why I have Joe Burrow at, at the bottom of the top tier. Now I still love him, but I don't have him ahead of guys like Lamar and Kyler Murray. I have those guys ahead of him. And, you know, if you're already starting, and and that's Joe Burrow, someone who has big success all the time, lots of success. Carson Strong is a nobody. So if you're starting as a nobody and you can't run and you don't have any rushing upside, I don't want you. That, you know, you're going to be not even drafted in the first round. You're you're irrelevant. So, you know, no no reason wasting the people's time on a quarterback who's irrelevant. Yeah, I mean, he's he's one of those accurate, strong-arm pocket passers, but... It's it's hard for fantasy. Oh, if we were doing the, the 1995 draft show, I would be very excited by Carson Strong, but it's 2022. Hmm. 
What's the difference in hit rate between early first and late first draft capital quarterbacks? A lot. Is it negligible? No. Uh, no, it's a lot. Uh, it's like a bell curve. Um, not a bell curve. Like an exponential curve. Like going big hit rate at the top, way down at the bottom. So yeah, no, it's everything. And you don't have, they happen, but at the, you know, your late first quarterbacks, you have your Lamar Jackson, but you have a lot more of your Paxton Lynch, your Jordan Love. You have a lot of guys like that. Guys who don't even get a shot at all. Early first guys always get a chance. Yeah. Brandon Whedon's another one that I remember. Brandon Whedon, yeah, another total failure. Uh, You know, but I would say top five is the line I really like, honestly. After top five, I already start to downgrade. Uh, then more for top. I downgrade progressively more. Top 10 is a bigger downgrade. Then top, then out of sight of top 15 is a bigger downgrade. Exactly. I just, that's exactly what I just said. Uh, top guys at the top of the draft get more shots than later first guys. Absolutely. That's true at every position, but mostly even more so at quarterback. Um, okay. Should Olamide Zacchaeus be picked up? No. No, he's terrible. No, he doesn't. He doesn't know anything about playing wide receiver in the NFL. So he doesn't, he doesn't know anything about that. So I wouldn't, uh, yeah, there's an example of someone, Sam Bradford, who's the number one overall pick who got, I don't even know how many opportunities, way too many. Good example. That's a good example from the recovering Ridley truther. Was it, was it three or was it four? I I think it it was many because there was an opportunity in Minnesota and there was another one in Arizona. Okay, I and forgot then, about the one in Arizona. Was there another one? After was there another one in the middle at some point? Philly, he was at Philly for oh, a year. Yeah, he was in Philly too. Yeah, no. Somehow. He also got traded for a first round pick. So like, yeah. So he had four opportunities. I forgot about Arizona. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Throwing it back, but yeah, that's definitely right. Yeah, a lot of them. All right, I, I think uh, Carson Strong is done. Yep. Next up, we have. Kenny Pickett, and do we even okay. mention the hand size first? I know I'm joking. No, no, I don't care about the hand size. The hand size, uh, well, yeah, obviously the Rams um, for for Bradford, but now nah, Kenny Pickett's hand size is. <laughs> I don't care about that. What I care about oh. is that it took him really until year five of his college career, when he was old, uh, to compete against younger players. And then he finally dominated a little late. He can't, he runs. I mean, he's better than Carson Strong, but not as good as uh, Corral or even Howell. So what does that leave us? Now, I do think Kenny Pickett is, you want, we were talking about the players who do not have a large range of outcomes. Here is the one who does not have a large range of outcomes. I think NFL teams like Kenny Pickett for whatever reason. I don't, but I think NFL teams do. I think he's going to be, I am sure he's going to be picked in the first round at this point. I'm confident. I don't even think it's going to be in the back half of the first round. I think mm-hmm. he's going to be picked in the top 15. And he doesn't I'm run. Top 10. Yeah, it could be. Could be. Yeah, it could be top 10. Absolutely. Carolina I mean, Wilson. No, he is a possibility for the first quarterback taken. I, I think it'll be Malik Willis, but Kenny Pickett is really the only other option. I don't think it'll be Corral. So, no. at this point, but I'm never going to love him. He doesn't provide any upside. He doesn't run. And he just is not exciting. Not exciting. It's, uh, 
what is there like it, it's even more in the like mac jones style of quarterback except even even worse on the rushing than howell was so it's like i just this is just a, a b version prospect of someone we had last year who was great as a rookie for real life and still didn't produce anything for us for fantasy. So what is the upside with Kenny? Like, can Kenny Pickett ever be a dynasty quarterback? For ever. I'd say no. I'd say no. I, I would say that, you know, he's the one, he's the fifth most likely quarterback in this class to be a dynasty quarterback. One, Actually of the five good ones. He's the fifth most likely. I, I don't think he'll ever be a dynasty quarterback one. I think there's almost no chance. But in Superflex, he could be a quarterback too, and those still have value. They do. And, you know, if you get – if I told you you were getting Kirk Cousins' career starting at the beginning of it, and you knew that's what you were getting, that would be worth a top three pick if yeah. you knew that's what you were getting. That would be worth a top three pick in Superflex easily. So – you know, it, it's not like it's a disaster. But in terms of a landing spot, what what are you thinking for Kenny Pickett? I, I feel like I'm locking him into Carolina at this point, which feels kind of early. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Kenny Pickett needs to sit, really. I don't see him as someone who needs to sit. Do, do you feel that way, too? Because I don't think he needs to sit. I think of all these quarterbacks, he's the one who needs to sit the least. What is he sitting for? He already played five years in college. I don't think he needs to sit. I don't think he needs to learn. I think he's ready. I think he's think the most he's pro. I think he's the most pro ready of any of these quarterbacks. Do you do you agree with that? Uh, I have it here on my on my QB note sheet of how he is uh, the most pro ready quarterback in the class. So I, I okay. Agree so we you. agree, and that makes sense because he played the most games, right? He played the most games, so of course he should be the most ready. That production jump was ridiculous by the way 13 touchdowns to 42 passing touchdowns no, and that's and that's a major warning sign right that it took until year five when he's older playing against younger competition that's that's bad um all right let's take these couple of questions davis mills surprised the dynasty community could you see kenny pickett doing something comparable to that I, kenny pickett is a better prospect than davis mills better he's better prospect than davis mills uh, i think that kenny pickett really like i said earlier i think that um Forgetting draft capital and forgetting fantasy, I think Willis, Pickett, and Corral are very similar as prospects. I would give them a very similar grade. All around 15 to 20 late, mid-late first-round picks, just with the way quarterback is inflated. However, the NFL community, I think, has it Willis, Pickett, Corral. The fantasy community, I think, would have it Willis, Corral, Pickett in rushing upside order. Um, but we'll see how that, that goes. How much higher does Pickett go than Corral? And I don't think there's anything he can do to overtake Malik Willis unless Malik Willis tumbles in the draft. But I think that it's not if, if Pickett goes higher than Corral, it's how much higher does Pickett go than Corral? If we're talking, you know, if we're talking about something like Pickett at 18 and Corral at 20, then I'm going to still go with Corral. The player I think I think is more fantasy relevant. Um, I also the other thing with Pickett is since I, I think he's pro ready, right? So I'm going to give him an upgrade if he goes somewhere where he can play, where he can play. 
I'm going to downgrade him if he goes to somewhere where he's not going to play. So with that being said, I think that Carolina, like you were saying, would be my first choice for Pickett. The weapons are good. He would start immediately. I think he would immediately start over Sam Darnold. And I think that would be where I would want him to go. Where I do not want him to go is Atlanta. He is not going to succeed there. He is not, he doesn't add anything. Nothing added at all. Nothing. He doesn't add anything at all. It's a little bit like Sam Howell, but actually I would say it's even worse in some ways. With he's even he's even better at using what he has, but even worse at actually adding anything. So if he goes to Atlanta, I am not going to like. Hold on, hold on. What? What happened? I got breaking news. Oh no! A draft pick trade. Of course, it happens during the show. And and guess what? And guess what? Guess who it involves? It involves my Eagles. Oh no! What is it? The Eagles are sending picks 16, 19, and 194 in the sixth round what? for pick 18, 101 in the third, 237 in the seventh, and a 23 first and a 24 second. What? Uh, but what does this change? It it's it gives an extra first to the Saints. That is so bizarre. Oh, like... okay. Okay, so here's here's I would I just want to provide my initial thoughts because i've been preaching this for so long watch out jalen hurts this is your last year this is it well yeah i mean what this is saying is so essentially 19 and 18 or whatever and then there's other whatever but really what's going on here is that the eagles have traded number 16 for a 23 first and a 2024 second that's that's what's really going on. They have moved this year's capital for a first next year and then a bonus of a second round pick on top of that with a few other exchanges. So because 16 for a 23 first is a little light, but a, a, another second is good. So essentially what they've done is they've moved a pick out of this year into next year, which means, like you're saying, that I think we can rule out that they're now going to use another pick this year on a quarterback. You don't trade one of them to you. You wouldn't trade a pick away if you're going to do that. But <laughs> Jalen Hurts is on notice that he has to be good. But I, but I don't think we knew this already, right? If they didn't make this trade, would you have not felt that way? Because I still would have felt that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I, like I've said, I think I've said it multiple times on this show that I saw this, I saw something similar to this move coming. Well, I mean, I could see that, right? I mean, you diversify your assets, right? You diversify your assets. You get a little bit of a premium. You know, who knows what they're going to do exactly. But I'm not, this doesn't move anyone's value. I'm not, I'm no, not. It's not, a, it's not a value yeah. mover, but like put a big caution sign next to Jalen Hurts. But I was already there. You, was, you were already yeah. there, but now like. I agree with this. I mean, I think Howie like is making a smart move because that 23 first has more upside just in case it, you know, it becomes, I don't know why the saints are giving away their 23 first though. Saints are going to be bad. That's reckless from the saints GM. I am. I am a big fan of this move for my team. Shout out. Yeah, I think it's a good move for the Eagles. I don't think this is a good move for the saints, but here, uh, so we were just talking about the saints as a potential QB landing spot. I feel like that's even more so now. I would say it's even more so if they gave up their first next year. Or they really are just all in on Jameis being the guy. 
that that's true but wow i we really picked some good times i do think trading away their first means they are more comfortable with Jameis being the guy than i thought personally like i think they're fine committing to a two-year Jameis experiment because that's really what they're doing here Mm-hmm. um off topic question just wondering how cal is doing i'm cal's doing great and i'm pretty sure that you're gonna see him tomorrow so i'm i hope <laughs> uh, i hope he's back yeah I, I hope so so is there anything more to say about oh we didn't really talk about landing spots for pickett you mean the Saints? <laughs> Got to throw that one out there, now, right? He's not going to make it there, though. I know, but could this could this possibly, if the Saints say really like Kenny Pickett, I, I have to, I have to, I have a hypothesize and throw this one out there just just because what just happened. Do they trade these two picks and try to go up? Maybe, but I don't. Similar to the Dolphins, maybe. Kind of? Maybe. I just think this is a little weird. I, I find this trade to be kind of weird, honestly, for the Saints. I don't really get it. But, oh well. Uh, I, I do think that Kenny Pickett... I think if he's there for a Washington at 11, that they'll take him. Not Howell, but I think they would take Pickett at 11 if he's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they have a long way to go... <laughs> A long way to go if they're going to get up to Willis. I don't, that, that one I don't see. <laughs> they got a ways to go up. It's, that's, oh gosh. They're not going to get anywhere near Willis. I don't think, I don't think you can now. I, I don't really know what they're doing. I, but there are, I think there are going to be more draft pick trades to come. I think the Giants are almost certainly going to make a move at five or seven down. They're going to make a move down. Uh, or potentially out entirely. We'll see. Anyway, uh, we got anything more to say about Kenny Pickett? I, I just think he's very blah. He's very okay. And not overly excited about him. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. So, sorry, I'm a little excited about this move. Sorry. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. I love it. But... Yeah, I think we should get into our next QB prospect, which I believe is Desmond Ritter. Yeah. Uh, what about him? So, of course, I said a little earlier, elite athlete, not in the level yeah, of Malik really. Willis, uh, of course, you know. So here's something I saw. I, I think he needs to improve his accuracy a little bit. I'm not a, I'm not a big fan. Like, I was watching the tape. I forget who it was against. He hit this 40-yard dot like effortlessly, like down the side of the field, and then missed a simple throw over the middle of the next play. Like, that's not gonna cut the NFL. But... No, it won't. It won't cut it. But you know, I the rushing upside is there. The rushing upside is there, which makes it appealing if he goes back into round one. But he's not as the kind of rusher that Willis is. No. The, and he, he didn't rush second. He didn't rush as much in college as I as I would have thought, actually. Well, a lot less than I would have thought. But yeah, I mean the upside's there. And if he goes in round one, that would be great. I have a fear that he's not going to. 
Um, but, you know, he'll go in round two at the latest. Yeah, definitely round two. But like we said earlier, Steelers, there's so many teams at the start of round two. If Ritter went in round one, he'd almost certainly be a first round Superflex rookie pick for me, just for the upside alone. Oh, I just, I don't, I don't think he's going to go in round one. I don't think he is either, but I, I definitely agree with you with this class. Like, you have to take that swing. And Ritter is that swing if he goes round one. Yeah. No, absolutely. That he's worth the swing. I just, does he go round one? I mean, could he go 20 to Pittsburgh? I mean, I think that's probably the, the highest. That seems like the ceiling. I mean, uh, do I really do I really have to say the Saints again? <laughs> no. I don't think he's going to the Saints. Uh, I don't know. I don't see that. Okay. Uh, I, I, I agree. I agree. I agree. The The ceiling is 20 for the Steelers. Maybe 32 think, for the Lions. Yeah, that that I think is is more likely. Uh, I, I'm not sure who the NFL prefers between uh, Ritter and Howell. I prefer Howell. I think Howell's a better player. For fantasy, probably still prefer Howell. I just think Ritter is not very good. But how bad is he? Is the, is the question. That is the question. He's got he's got some multiple traits, but yeah, I, I just think Howell's shown a lot more as an actual quality player in his college career than oh. Ritter did. Oh, I two hundred percent agree with you. But you know, and Howell does have something from a mobility. He's not a zero like Strong or, or Pickett. Even it's kind of a zero. But Ritter, the draft capital is going to really tell the tale. The landing spot will really tell the tale. But if he goes in the first round, I'm going to be in. I'll tell you that. That uh, that I can tell you. If he goes in the first round, I'm going to be in. 100%. If not, then probably not. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. But let's move on. Lastly on our list of quarterbacks to, you know, talk about Bailey Zappi. He's been getting some hype recently from West I Kentucky. You, I don't know anything about Bailey Zappi other than that he exists. I Like, I don't think he's going to be picked early uh he's not i i have the negative right next draft really capital. correct <laughs> what five thousand nine hundred sixty seven yeah. passing yards and 62 passing touchdowns is that is yeah. that like it's actually correct yeah that's correct wow <laughs> okay i mean that's it, it's exciting but i don't i don't think he's gonna go very high if he goes on day two i'll at least give him a look but i think he's gonna go on yeah. day three. I, th- I think he's a day three guy i i mean it's it's tough. I have consistent production. His arm strength's not elite. He's accurate, but yeah. When I when I was watching, I, I got to watch them all twenty two. I don't don't know how I got that, but I got to watch them all twenty two with Bailey Zappi. I I mean he every time they showed the uh the field angle, like you know, the one where it's like directly in front of him where you could see his eyes, it looked like he was staring down one read the whole time. Like honestly. <laughs> Maybe I just picked a bad game, but Yeah. No, I, I I get that. I just I don't think he's gonna be drafted early enough to, to matter. That's all. How do you balance upside versus floor? Obviously he's best player available, but are you more likely to take higher upside, lower floor as a tiebreaker? I think higher upside. Higher upside. Always always yeah. swing for the upside. Higher upside for sure. Um all right. I think we uh we covered the quarterback class. Let's um Let's move on to the uh, the one-player tight end class. Yeah, Trey McBride. 
Yeah, now I want people to be careful because Trey McBride is not great. He's uh, not the greatest tight end prospect we've ever seen. He just looks good compared to the rest of this class who aren't worth talking about. Like, I'll be honest with you. I think the rest of this class is not is barely worth talking about it. We'll mention a few names, but, you know, I think that's that's all that we're going to give. That's why the tight, the tight ends are wrapped in with quarterbacks. Yeah, um, I mean. I did an article on Trey McBride. I was pretty impressed, I would yeah. say. I, I was pretty impressed. He, he was fine. He was fine. He was good. He dominated his team in receptions, which is great. Blocking, not good. Not good. He he tried. It's not like he didn't try. I feel bad. It's not like he didn't try. He was willing to do it. He just isn't very good at that. <laughs> That's all. He he tried his hardest though. It's not like he was lazy or just didn't. He just was beat. Plain and simple. He was just beat. He just didn't look very good at it. He was trying his hardest, but just couldn't execute. I don't know if that's something that can be fixed. My guess is no. And my guess is that at the NFL level, he's going to mostly be used as a receiver. I don't, he's not someone you want to rely on as a blocker very often. Yeah, I I totally agree with you there. One thing that uh, stood out to me, I looked at Colorado State's, you know, passing offense. He had a, he had a 99% dominator rating, which is insane. Yeah, no, I, I talked about that in my article, uh, which I can put the link in in the comments. Yep. Yeah, he, he had more than double the receiving yards of any other player in his final year. That he did. And the next closest wide receiver, because I, I believe that was a running back. Was that a running back? Or was it a wide receiver? Did I, did I look I at the depth chart wrong? I think it was a wide receiver. I think, sure. I think I think it was a wide receiver as well. I think I was confusing the the depth chart. The next closest tight end had 287, but the the first wide receiver had 554. Yeah. I was I was looking at the depth chart wrong with the stats reference. It's it's all good. I just but he was a solid prospect. I think that we're looking at someone who, if we look at recent tight ends, he's not as good as Kyle Pitts. Obviously, I don't think he's as good as Pat Fryermuth was last year. I think he's better. Then Cole Komet, the tight end one from the 2020 class. And obviously not as good as like Hawkinson and Fant from the 2019 class. So, you know, I think he's a little, he's better. He's somewhere in between Friar Muth and Komet as prospects. Closer to Friar Muth than Komet. But in the, in the middle of those two. Yeah, I, I agree. And for another plus, I have draft capital. I think he's a lot to go on day two. Oh, I think he'll go in round two, not even day two. I think he'll go in round two. I I don't think there's any way he gets in round one, but I think he's going to go in round two. And I I think that in terms of tight end rankings, I'll probably slot him. I mean, there's a good chance he comes in as like tight end 13 in Dynasty. Tight end is kind of gross. Yeah, I I agree with you there. If he gets a good landing spot, he could come in as a tight end, as a Dynasty tight end one. Uh, where, Where would you want him to go? Ooh, that's tough. I was gonna before the off season, like the Jets had those two early second round. Yeah, the, yeah but they, they, they added Uzama and Conklin, so like it's mm-hmm. it's kind of tough now. I, there's not many think, tight end landing spots, but if oh, I had to I think choose, there, I think there, there is one. It's not a good landing spot, but I think it's where he's gonna go. Who? Where do you think he's gonna go? Because Giants at 36. That's that's a good pick. The Giants don't have a tight end at all. I think the Giants at 36 are what would be my pick for the most likely. My favorite. Uh, yeah, my favorite. 
I got, I got a lot of good ones. There are a lot of bad ones. What what's your what's your favorite? All right. So a certain someone hasn't committed to playing football yet. His name's Rob Gronkowski. Huh. On the Bucks. Why not? Not gonna make it. He's not gonna be there. I know he's not gonna make it there, but you didn't say realistic. You said favorite. That's true. So. I, I didn't say realistic. There, there's so many teams with you know. I wouldn't say they pay a lot of money to some of these tight ends. Let's just say that. Now, there is one team I think could do it, and it would be funny. And I think he would have an insane amount of value if he went there. Kansas City at 50. Kelsey's getting old. I could see it being possible. I don't think so, but that would be very intriguing. At the very least. Unfortunately, there are some bad landing spots. Teams don't mind spending second and third round picks on a backup-ish tight end. There's a chance he gets stuck in Seattle. Or Baltimore. Or Mm -hmm. those are really the bad ones. I mean, New Orleans would not be great. He could go there. Uh, Houston, I guess, would be okay kill brevin jordan unfortunately yeah it's philly likes to deploy two tight ends they do but i don't know if that's just sign got it to a big extension green bay green bay could pick him at 53 if he's still I'd, there i'd like that especially um, targets you know if atlanta wants to really turn kyle pitts into a wide receiver <laughs> uh, i thought about that one as well i, I think that's unlikely i, I you know, there aren't that many spots that really need a tight end. The Giants just jump out at me. Mm-hmm. Indianapolis, too. Yeah. They did just pay Molly Cox. Not really. Mm, He's not fair. that important. Yeah. All offseason, I was like, Trey McBride is going to be a Jet. And it's like, CJ Uzama, seven million a year. And then and Tyler, Tyler Thompson gets the contract. Yeah. I'm like, oh, where am I going to put him in my mock drafts? Yeah, I haven't found right. the spot for him yet. Now he's going to the Giants. I'll lock that one in. Especially yeah. after they make a trade and acquire more day two picks. I, yeah, I, I see know. that one happening. I, I, think, I think that's a lock. Is there Especially, any chance he goes in the first? I'd, it's unlikely, right? Tight ends don't go in the first unless you're a special athlete. The one team in the first I could see being interested because he's kind of their last piece to like complete their offense would be Cincinnati at 31. Um. I could see them being interested. They don't need any wide receiver at all. I could see Trey McBride being like their final they, piece to yeah. complete their ultimate they, receiving offense. They did address the Imagine how well. scary that would be. That would be really scary. They don't have any super knees that jump out maybe in the secondary, but... Yeah, no, I know. That's why I think it would be a good spot. Green Bay at 28, I feel like, is more likely to be a wide receiver. And Tennessee yeah. at 26 needs a tight end, but I just they don't pass enough. They already signed Hooper. I just think they need a tight end, but they're not going to pick one that early. Yeah. Pencil them into the Giants, but... I think the Giants at 36 just jump out to me as the landing spot for Trey McBride. Mm -hmm. And he's ready to start right away. And that's one of the few spots where he could. Yeah. One of the big minuses I have for him is he's not a top-end athlete, but not most tight ends are. Maybe we've just been spoiled by the Kyle. He's not a bad athlete. He's not a bad athlete, but he's not... I I said top-end He's not a top end athlete, no. He's he's, he's an athlete, but he's not, 
like we've been spoiled with the Kyle Pitts and Noah fans coming out of college. The we world. have like, been spoiled. Yeah, he's not. He's not that. He's not going to be any other tight ends on this list. You want to talk about any jump? Honestly, no. I would say that to just summarize all of them because I really don't think any of them are worth talking about. To be honest with you, I mean, you can read the names. Well, what even are the names? I mean, there's Jalen Watermeyer. He uh, he had a one of the worst worst pro day worst combine pro day was just all bad. Uh, there's Greg Dulcich, Isaiah Likely. Um, J- Jelani Woods interests me a little. Jelani bit. Woods out of Virginia. Polar, Jamie Jeremy Ruckert, but like I, I'm not interested in any of these players. After that combine, I'm, I I kind of had a little interest in Jelani Woods with the receiving uptick he had in his senior year as well. So I just I'm I'm, 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 I'm not going to spend a premium pick on him, but if he's there in the late, you know mid to late third i'd I'd be okay if i had a needed tight end That's i'm mid to late third i'm good just not not bothering i'm not gonna chase tight ends in this class i mean last year you you know and draft capital can help but last year you had hunter long picked in the third trey mckitty picked in the third and those were both a waste of time so i'll pass on the tight ends other tight ends in this class i'll let someone else pick them and wait for them to fail and then if i want them they'll be on waivers so i'm just i'm just not interested in the in the rest of the tight ends. I don't care where they go unless they somehow sneak into the second round, which they won't. I think it's possible. We only have two or three tight ends picked on day two. And then, and you know, who knows? Not super interested. Yeah. So I, I have to ask, I have, I have another question here on the show sheet. So what was the, what would be the earliest you take a tight end? We could assume he lands on the giants if you want to sure. in We'll assume we'll assume round two capital and then 12 team super flex. We could do tight end premium or not. What was the earliest you'd take Trey McBride in rookie drafts? Where are you looking at late second and and tight end premium and not? I don't even know if he's going to make it into the second. It's not interested, just not that interested. I mean, we'll see, we'll see how it goes, but I'm not, I'm not. Wait, we will be live on the night of the draft, both nights. I know, yeah, we have a star studded guest list, we really do. We do. We built that out it's really not well. even complete. It's not even done yet. It's not finished. A lot, a lot of familiar names on that. Yeah, a lot of familiar names. But we'll, we'll save most of that for later. Well, well, we're not gonna, we're not gonna spoil a surprise now, Lily. We've no. said enough. Yeah. All right. Well, we don't have anything else to say about the quarterbacks and tight ends. I was disappointed in them. Um, you know, we'll we'll talk about more of the tight ends when we do our mock draft. If any of them make it into the mock draft. We'll do running backs next week, wide receivers the week after, then a mock draft before that the last week before the NFL draft, and we'll do our live shows during the draft. And then we'll be back that Monday with a recap of the draft. Um, but until then, uh, I'm good uh, just leaving it there. Uh, you want to plug you want to plug yourself? I mean, just you can find me on Twitter down here at Ryan Press underscore FF, and I'm going to start writing for the Vipers again. We're, we're, we're doing that back up. For rookie for rookie player profiles, I'm gonna try to start writing those after the draft, probably. Hmm. When you when you get the team fit, it, you know. I love to hear it. Um, anyway, as for me, uh, like and subscribe if you're here on this channel. I'd really appreciate it. <laughs> um, so the Patreon. Yeah, yeah, the Patreon would be great. Uh, I, I appreciate everyone who subscribes on there or whatever you want to call it. 
follows, subscribes, pays up, and whatever. Check out my articles at DLF, uh, Ask DLF on the DLF YouTube channel. Hopefully, Kyle's back this week. If not, Hopefully. it'll be soon. Uh, and then other than that, yeah, just keep following me on Twitter. Uh, I, I'm varying how much I'm on there, but still try to be on there, answer most of the questions. And uh, yeah, appreciate everyone who tuned in. I know this was kind of a quieter show, uh, but you know, I want to get something out there for the rookies, just kind of see what we can do. And um, yeah, I appreciate everyone. And I will see you all uh, same time next week. Yeah, see you. Peace. Thank you.